Shomrabyog. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to On Shomrabyog. Welcome back to the tiny room. Welcome back to the digital version of On Tiny Shomrabyog. Tiny. My name is Michael. I'm the Michael of Michael and Benjamin's blog test. And I am joined by the man who is such a fan of the COVID-19 pandemic that he wants to make a fan film about it. It's Benjamin. I do. It's called COVID. Misunderstood or just a badass? Yeah, exactly. It's a work in progress, I'll be honest. The title could use a little bit of tweaking. It could, Ben. I was a bit disappointed with that title, I have to be honest with you. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll be honest. Yeah, it wasn't said. my best work. But I tell you what is my yes. best work, Michael. Bloody fucking theme tunes. <gasps> theme music for the podcast. We don't actually have anything music. good uh, we should point out you didn't write that theme tune it was a good friend of ours <laughs> yeah no, that's not mine at all <laughs> i would have said um i would have said uh covid a viral love story oh that's nice that's probably better very romantic anything would have been better than the title i came up with michael yeah 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 yeah. literally anything speaking literally of anything literally anything ben speaking of anything being better than the title that they finally did come up with have you seen the teaser trailer for venom 2 no. <laughs> you haven't. It's very exciting, Ben. You so, kept that very cune. On, on, uh, you just reminded me. On your screen, Ben, imagine <laughs> your screen. Pick, pick, create a mental picture for yourself, okay? Create okay. a mental image. Okay. You have a screen in front of you. It's a black okay. screen. Whoa. And then Venom, the word Venom appears. Go. Oh. And then below Venom in smaller font, the word Let appears. Oh, okay. And you're thinking, what's going on here? Oh, well, and then the next that. word appears, Ben, and it says, There. Oh, what the bloody what? <laughs> and then one more board appears then and it says B. Oh, well, boys, I'm very fucking fucked. And, and then the bloody final word appears then and it says carnage. Oh, bloody, bloody. Mm, <laughs> Michael, that doesn't feel yes. very earned. It feels like they're that's, shoehorning a bunch of classic characters into one thing without any kind of um, that, effort that's there. That's trailer, yeah. That's a trailer. It is earned. He was in the post credit scene for the first uh, one. Remember, it's Woody would Harrelson. You, would you feck off? It's Woody, Woody Harrelson, your favourite actor, Woody Harrelson. I do love Woody Harrelson and will watch the movie purely for good old Woody. And because we have to do it for the podcast. And because we have a pop culture podcast that you yeah, yeah, yeah. tricked me into signing a fucking contract you. for a contract. many, many years ago. Yeah. And if I back out now, I'll lose a kidney. Yeah. I think it was feet. I, was telling, I think it was, if you ever don't do the podcast for two weeks in a row, I'll cut off your feet. Well, if it's Benjamin, feet, I'll gladly sacrifice them to be let out of this podcast. Who now. needs feet, Ben? Who needs feet? <laughs> Runners. No, there's that guy. That guy who shot his wife. What was his name? Oscar. He doesn't need feet. Oscar Pistorius. Oscar Pistorius. Yeah, he doesn't need feet to, to do well. What are we talking about, Ben? Benjamin, speaking of great uh, COVID tragedies, who are you yeah. looking at? Who are you <laughs> looking at? Who's there? <laughs> What's she doing? Your SD cards. She needs Sorry, her my SD sister card. wants her SD it's in Ben's cards. computer. There we go. There we go. Everything's <laughs> sorted now. Benjamin. <laughs> Speaking of great COVID tragedies, we've had a, 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 a victim of COVID. I don't know if you know this, Benjamin, but our local cinema, the IMC Cinema, has closed down and won't be reopening. Get out of town. Yeah, isn't that a shame? Is that the square? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Get oh. out of here, COVID. Nobody wants COVID. you. COVID. Not a love story. No. So Aww. it's, yeah. So, uh, I mean, we knew the cinema industry was suffering, as many industries are, Benjamin. Mm, as many but, industries yeah. are, Michael. But now we've we've seen that uh, the, the our local cinema, Ben, where we enjoyed the film of the musical theatre, Cats. That's I, well, we I didn't. I, I thankfully didn't have to enjoy that or endure that. To go. As that's the where youth I say. saw it, Ben. Um, and I, 
I'll always have it as a fond place in my memories. Quick question for you there, Michael. Yes, Benjamin. Quick question for you. Yes. Where will the youths gather now? I don't know, Benjamin. Did the youths go to the cinema? Maybe if the youths were going to the cinema, it wouldn't have closed down. The lo- it's been closed because of COVID, Michael. The youths oh, can't yeah, get COVID. in. Yeah, 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 yeah. The youths can't get in. Benjamin, I saw The Lion King there when it came out. The first one, the real one, not the horrible one. Oh, the first real Lion King. Yeah, yeah I saw Home Alone 2 there, Benjamin. Yes. When it came out in the cinema. My That's God, how long Michael. that cinema's been open. Michael, you've been around. I know, that cinema's been there longer than you've been alive, young man. Probably not, but close enough. It, uh, close enough. If, yeah. if, Home, if you saw Home Alone there. Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. So, well, let's, let's find out when Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, starring uh, beloved President John Donald H. Trump. Oh, he is in it. Yes, he is, bizarrely. Uh, I think people should have voted for Marv for president. That Marv, Marv for president would have 100% cast my vote in that direction. Yeah, yeah. Were I an American citizen? We don't have a vote though, Ben. Now, Michael, yes? I'm going to be honest. That yeah. cinema has definitely been open longer than I've been alive. Because when Home, Home Alone 2, 2 Lost yes. in New York, was released in 1992. Oh, yeah. I was born in 1991. And I hazard a guess the cinema was there before Home Alone 2. No, that was the grand opening. Home Alone oh, 2, they said. Home Alone 2 is coming out. We need more cinemas. It's going to pack them in. <laughs> anyway, very sad, Ben. Very sad. Cope with but capacity. Speaking of trailers, Ben. Go on. I, I can't remember. You do it. Oh, okay. Speaking of trailers, Michael, <laughs> no, there's a bit more news that we have before that, Michael. Yeah. Michael, you yes. recall that you and I are possibly the two biggest fans of yeah. CW's Batwoman. No, I've not seen it. No, we're we're the biggest fans, Michael. We have our other, uh, <clears throat> we have our other podcast, yes. Batmen for Batwomen. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, that was our other podcast, Michael, and we just really wax lyrical about season one of the CW's magnificent show, uh, Batwoman, and how and Rachel Scarston is in it. Yes, Rachel Scarston is in it, and and with this little shrine of her in the tiny room there. If you if you take a look behind you, Michael, behind she you, she was in Lost Girl. She was indeed. Now, Michael, you and I took a, a week of mourning. Uh, listeners will recall the podcast simply ceased to be for a week because we heard that that pretty much silver screen icon and all around greatest <laughs> actor of her generation, Ruby yeah, Rose, yeah. Ruby decided Rose, not yeah. to pursue a season two role. Oh, what a shame. And, and we wept, Michael. Who's going to do all the facial expressions then? No, remember, Michael, we, we discussed how she's iconic because she doesn't know how to do oh, facial she expressions. Oh, she doesn't know how to do any facial she, expressions. She yeah. foregoes she, them in favour of a, a more blank paper style of acting. She can do a sarcastic eyebrow. She she has, and she's revolutionised the sarcastic... Many would say that Dwayne The Rock Johnson was the man to champion the sarcastic eyebrow. No, Michael. It was one no, Ruby, Ruby Rose. Rose. Anyway, Ben, let's get to the very laboured yeah, point. So the very boring thing uh, that my <laughs> weird bit was in aid of was the fact that that role has been completely recast. Completely recast, Ben. Yes. Uh, one Miss Javis Leslie. Mm. Uh, I would assume that's how her name is pronounced. I apologise if I've gotten that horribly wrong. Uh, Benjamin. Is going to take on the role. Do you think she's going to play Kate Kane or are they going to re- have a new character be Batwoman? It is official that she will not be Kate Kane. Oh, who will she be then? She's going to play... I have the name here. It's, it's okay. written here next to me. Yeah. Her character is very out. different, Michael. It, she's a former drug runner in Gotham City. Oh. I know. I know. So she's, she's a bit rough around the edges, Michael. A bit rough oh, around yeah. the edges. And her name will be Ryan Wilder. 
Ryan Wilder. That's cool. That's Ryan a boy's name. Wilder. No one cares anymore. Well, it's very important here, Michael. There's a statement here from Mischievous Leslie, and I'm going to have a little. Read of it. I'm extremely proud to be the first black actress to play the iconic role of Batwoman on television. Now, Michael, right. I took a quick pause there and went, the iconic role of Batwoman on television? Yeah, well, hmm. that's a bit much, all right, yeah. Hmm. And as a bisexual woman, I am honored to join this groundbreaking show, which has been such a trailblazer for the LGBTQ plus community, Leslie said. Oh. Whereupon I paused again and said, do people know it exists? Hmm. <laughs> trailblazer, trailblazer, Ben. Strong. Trailblazer. Strong. Oh, Some strong words there. From Miss Javis Leslie. Anyway, her previous um, <laughs> her previous credits are God Friended Me, which was a CBS comedy about uh, our almighty saviour, God, friending people <laughs> on Facebook to make them do good deeds. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, no, it wasn't. <clears throat> so, she's going to take over, Michael. <laughs> and, Very um, good. It's going to be bloody Very interesting. Good. She's going to be a, a rough... A rough around the edges kind of Batwoman. A rough and tumble Batwoman. And and that's what we're that's what we're dealing with here, Michael. Um, naturally, scrolling down to the comments and any of the announcements, Michael was just a, a smorgasbord of racism and oh good, moany bitching. It was great because oh, Miss Javis yeah. Leslie is a is a woman of color. She's she's mm. an African American mm. or mm. black. Uh, so that was fun for me to go through. My faith in humanity was chipped away at just a touch more. As Very I went good. Through the comments Speaking there. of Benjamin, I like your shirt there today. I like yes. your. You're dressed up as a can of Coke. I'm dressed up as a can of Coke, Michael, just for you, because I know you is like a Coke. Is, I do like a Coke, man. Is this episode sponsored by Coke? Oh, Michael, if this episode was sponsored by Coke, I tell you bloody what, I'd be making a lot more effort. <laughs> I'd be making a lot more effort. <laughs> well, there's a mission statement for you. Benjamin. <laughs> Things are starting to... Are there any other trailers we have to talk about? Any other Well, there's news? two more trailers we have to talk Go about, on, Michael. <clears throat> Michael, it's been a week for trailers. You and I a week. have been oscillating between the wonderful world of absolutely feck all happening in the pop culture world. Yeah. And then trying to get through everything that's happened in one single bloody week. How do you How do you cope? Um, a lot coke, of cocaine. Coke, probably. A lot of yeah, cocaine. Yeah, coke, yeah. A lot yeah, of cocaine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, hang on just one second Sorry just Yeah Oh <laughs> Okay My What's brother's going on reminding now? me My brother's, brother's reminding me Not now. to say M My brother's reminding me Not to say M Don't say M Ben You son of a bitch So Yeah Two more things dropped this week Michael Am I to edit this bit out? Nah you can leave it all in It doesn't really matter <laughs> right, we'll leave it in then <laughs> yeah, so it, it does. Now he's given out to his family. Leave it all in. Just <laughs> trying to get a bit of hush. Just trying to get a bit of hush. Benjamin, are you doing this podcast with your family sitting around you like a live audience? That's what it appears to be to the listener. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. Go on. What are you talking about? We enjoyed two shows last year, Michael. Those shows were The Boys and Umbrella Academy. Yes, I did enjoy both. We thought of those. they were, we thought they were really an indication that the adaptation of comic books to screen were, were getting much much better. Two of the rare shows, Ben, that I've seen all of them. Yes, exactly, exactly. I didn't both of us at the end. Both of them, both of us have watched them in full, which is a brand new, exciting Experience. time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They got their season two trailers this week, Michael. I know. I bloody saw them, Ben. Bl- bloody trailer watching away you were. Go on, tell I me was. what you thought. In Umbrella Academy, Ben, they're in the past. They're in the swinging 60s. The swinging 60s, baby. And Klaus has started a cult. Is that based on the comic, Ben? Or have they yeah, gone their own way entirely? There is a second comic, Michael, with a lot of timey-wimey, jumpy, roundy stuff. 
Okay, uh, I haven't read it yet, but I will read it in aid of this this very season two. This Pretty very good. season two. So I will be doing that. They're all back in time, Michael. And I think, I think, Michael, we're going to have a little bit of a look at uh, what happens when a blended family gets sent back in time to where segregation and racism and all that, that good old stuff is still around. Oh, no. When? The, the early 2000s? Because it... Oh, oh. Now, how about 2020, got Michael? How about I got 2020? society, man. I, I hoist society by its own petard there. Zing. Yeah. Zingaroo. Go on, go you got on, him. You there. got him. They're all split up. Various people go through different little character arcs. It looks like Rumor is going to get a, a taste of what it's like to be to be trapped in the 60s as a black woman, which yeah. I wouldn't say is great. No, probably racist. Yeah, probably real racist. Space Boy looks like he's going to have to shave down those big old gorilla arms and start a cage fighting thing. Some sort of cage fighting club, yeah. Not unlike early 2000s X-Men movie where we introduced a Hugh Jackman. Yeah, and the man punched him in the head. And a man and punched him in the head. He's got a bloody metal plate. Yeah, he's got a metal head. Silly guy. Silly guy. Silly, silly man. Uh, it's going to be interesting, Michael. I'll watch I'm it. I'm going to watch it. I'm not, I'm not thrilled by it. The trailer didn't thrill me. No. I didn't. I, I hadn't thought to myself, oh, I'd love to see the same characters, but in the 60s. No, I don't think anybody said that, Michael. But no, I'm, look, no. I'm going to watch it. The, yeah, the one I'm it. least excited to see return is, is the one that they kind of used for the major marketing at the beginning. And that's, that's Ellen. What's her name? Ellen DePage. Ellen, yeah, Ellen Page. I just don't care. Ellen DePage. I just don't I care about Ellen Page. Ellen DePage. What's the other trailer, Benjamin? The other trailer that we got, Michael, was The Boys, season two. Oh, okay. I'm the very important that, TV then. series that took the incredibly mean comic book series by Garth Ennis and made it into something actually half decent and passable. Slightly less mean, yeah. Slightly less mean. Made it into a fairly decent thing. Michael, we're going to get to see it. The Homelander's back, which is all I care about, Michael. I he's love the good. Homelander. I think what he's an pick. excellent character. He's so alarmingly evil. It's wonderful. Can't wait. What an absolute prick, Ben. No one likes yeah. him. I watched the behind-the-scenes... Uh, bloopers Michael and he's bloody Australian and it oh it knocked me for six Michael of course he's I Australian was, I was shook how did, how I did was he not shook. I was shaking in my boots Michael I he's was like there going a fair oh. dinkum smashed that scene oh, oh a fair dinkum smashed it I'm the homelander I'm here for truth justice in the in the Australian American way Australian Austra- American way Australian way yeah, <laughs> yeah. Drongo Benjamin yeah, Drongo. <laughs> Speaking of uh, Netflix shows, there was a pretty big release on Netflix this week, which I watched, and it's not what you think it was, Benjamin. It was, imagine if Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Ben, got her powers from angels and was (laughs) European. (laughs) It's Warrior Nun. Warrior Nun, Ben. In every generation, there's a chosen one, a young woman who must fight against the forces of evil and protect Sunnydale from the Hellmouth. You mispronounced that there. It's a chosen nun. Ah, <clears throat> uh, chosen none. Very good, Benjamin. I watched episode one of Warrior Nun. Um, gruesome, <laughs> gruesome injury detail. As at the start of Netflix, you know the the recommendations come up of who should watch this, and it says injury detail. But by golly, some gruesome injury detail in this show. Go on, it's, give me your um, top three gruesome injuries. Oh well, the there's she has a halo basically, Ben. For people who haven't seen it, okay. There's gentle spoilers here, um. So there seems to be an ongoing battle between the forces of evil, Ben, and the forces of good. And the forces okay. of good, 
or the forces of the church at the very least Ben they'll probably turn out to be a bit bad in the end if you know oh, what I'm saying a couple, couple of bad eggs winkity 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 and they have one chosen one among their number who has an angel's halo in her back and it gives her superpowers sorry yeah you heard me could you unless you didn't was there a no, zoom no, I, problem I, I did hear you but oh, you did yeah Michael, she traditionally has a, yes halo goes in the head yeah but it doesn't matter Ben it goes in the back and when the when the bearer of the halo dies they have this tool and it looks like a torch and they stick it in your back and it spins all the skin around and rips all the skin off Ugh. and they take the halo out and put it in the next person and it's gross it's very gross it's horrible and gross ew and then that person gets superpowers. It's very, very, very like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Ben, but way too slow. And instead of Buffy the Vampire Slayer's cast of kind of delightful outcasts and uh, and high school people, she falls in with a group of the most generically attractive hipster squatters you've ever met in your life. Barbie nuns. The- no, no, not the nuns. The nuns are fine. The, oh. Cause they, but her, like her outside the supernatural world friends. Oh. Those people. So it's like it's, skins uh, for But way more attractive. They're just all attractive. I, I couldn't even tell you how many of them there were because they were just like, they were like, they were like if someone, they're not, they're, they're not squatters, Ben, that's for sure. Because look at them. Where are they getting all these expensive clothings and stuff? But, get, get out of town. Squatters don't town. have chic I, treads. It, um, it just it took a bit long to go anywhere and I lost interest so I haven't seen past episode one well that's fair enough Michael uh, look I saw the trailer for it Michael it, it didn't tickle my fancy I didn't really think it had anything to offer the genre I think it's sexy people doing sexy things against possibly sexy demons sexy 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 does sexy Michael sexy, sexy. does sexy it that's is set my... and filmed in Europe though which is nice that's a nice change of pace, Michael. I did a bit know of a different that. change of pace. I thought yeah. it was going to be nuns in Los Angeles. Yeah, no, no, it's set in it's set in Europe, and well, most people are British. Well, that's something. And I think the evil nun is Irish. Oh, good! Isn't that good? good? Well, as you know, Michael, we Paddies were an awful uncivilized. Lot. Oh, we yeah. She and might turn out to be good, though. You know, it might turn out where the one who seems horrible actually is on the side of good, like Severus Snape. Severus Snape, who really wasn't that good if you got to the end of the books. I, I never I really was. understood how... No, I, I never really understood how that worked, Michael. We'll, we'll was, get into that another best. time. That's an episode for a future podcast. Severus That's an Snape. episode for a future podcast. Michael, Severus. interestingly enough, Sexy yes. to Sexy is my number one chat-up line. Oh, yes, it is, yeah. Works without fail. Stroll up to the bar, lock eyes with the lady. Yo, Sexy to Sexy. She throws her drink in your face. Score, you just got laid. That's what I understand it to be, anyway. That's weird. That, that is, isn't it? That's it, isn't it? Weird, weird thing to say. What a, yep. what, a weird, uh, what a weird understanding of romance. Is that not how it works? I don't think so. Oh, okay. There's only one person who has a worse understanding of romance than you, Ben. <laughs> oh, good, okay. And that's Charlize Theron's character I, from I the film. you uh, The Old Guard. One, well done. <laughs> that was excellent. It wasn't. So, it was terrible. Very tenuous. Old Guard. We both watched it, Michael. Yeah. I watched it anyway, that's for sure. I also watched it, Michael. Yeah. yeah. Don't know what you're implying. Are you implying that I, I don't do the legwork required to do this podcast, Michael? Is that Sometimes, but I know for a fact that you did today. Benjamin. <laughs> yeah. Without going into spoilers whatsoever, 
Yes. Old The Old Guard is a new Netflix film. Yep. Uh, featuring Charlize Theron. Yep. And one of your favorite actors, Tweetle Evagifer. Yep. Big fan. And uh, some other people, some other no names, who are quite good. Yeah, yeah, defense. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's based on a comic book. Yes, from 2014. I would describe it as the film that forgot it was a film. <laughs> In what sense? It's like a TV show. It thinks <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a TV it's show. It's very long. It's very long, Michael. It's very long. It's too long. It's and too long. In in setting up its world, um, it's uh, it's done so much to set up its world that it's forgotten it's a bloody movie, and ideally that the plot would be resolved within the movie. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's fair. You're not wrong. You're not you wrong. Know what I'm saying, despite you know what I'm that, saying? Michael, I did quite enjoy it. I thought. It did was you? One, I thought it was one of the better adaptations that I've seen, and from a comic book that was very meh yeah i thought the the film did a much better job of the material personally That's very interesting ben i would have to say benjamin i didn't particularly like it i thought it was one of the most generic things i've ever seen in my entire adult lifetime i, I find that most things we watch on netflix are quite generic and of the well i mean there is that to be said that there seems to be quite a generic netflix but there's no style or verve to this whatsoever no that's true I will, I will, I will comfortably give you that. Comfortably, it's a bloody TV that. show. It's like two episodes of an overly long TV show. Mm, that's fair. I'll hmm. give you that. That's very true, Benjamin. Why don't you, without going massively into spoilers, okay, tell let's... us the listeners how it stacks up to the comic? Right. Well, I, I haven't <clears> read <throat> the comic, Ben. I'm not allowed to do any spoilers. No, you can do mild spoilers. Mild, but spoilers. only if they're accidental. Don't go. And that's when Jesus comes in and head kicks him. But oh, no, I've ruined like, it. Oh, you've spoiled the whole thing, Michael. You've spoiled the whole thing. Anyhow. Jesus isn't in it. <laughs> no. Well, he's in it for five-eighths of a second. We'll get to that. So. Yeah. Michael. Yeah. Imagine, if you will, every yeah. significant battle that's ever taken place, course, throughout yeah. the course of human history. Yeah. And there's a bunch of lads and, oh, they're duking it out. And, oh, they're all killing each other because that's what happens in wars because it's all bloody and messy and ew. Yeah. It'd be nice to see some of those battles, wouldn't it? It probably would have been a lot more interesting if I could have seen certain characters who met during the Crusades and murdered each other countless times in creative and ingenious ways. But, no, we don't get to see that, Michael. We, we no, don't get to see we that. just we hear about it. Quick bit of exposition. Just yeah. a quick little... Oh, there you go. There's some exposition. Ben, would that not have been a more interesting film to watch two guys who are on opposing sides of a crusade hate each other and keep killing each other and gradually fall in love? That's a much more interesting film. It is. I would have watched that film from start to finish without having to text you saying, this is very bloody long. This is long, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) So, anyway, Michael, the concept is, as as we've both kind of explained in our little thing there there are a set group of people in a very small minority there's about five of them Mm -hmm. that can't die they seem to all come from soldier stock yeah seems to be the the key unifier the the lowest common denominator and they basically can't die no matter how many times they're killed or murdered etc except michael 
Yeah. To keep things a little bit interesting, they do actually have a finite amount of lives. They just don't know how many they have, Michael, because they're not like video game characters where they get to see the counter above their head. So I don't have think to that's guess. true, Benjamin. Is that what, true? What? Is that how it works in the comic? Because I don't think it's how it works in the film. What do you mean? There doesn't. There's no indication that they have a set number of lives. One day they just don't get back up. Yeah, but I mean, one per that that what would make you think that they've run out of lives? It just seems to be something along the lines of their time is some in some way philosophically up. Okay, fair enough. I prefer to think of it as the the infinite lives theorem. But yeah, fair enough. It's it's probably a little bit better understood, and it's probably a little bit clearer in your explanation where you say, yeah, there seems to be some kind of destiny mechanic yeah. rolling along. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's certainly how it works in the comic as well. the The comic is interesting. It was released in 2014, and Greg Rucka has done quite a bit of work. You've probably read a lot of his stuff. He enjoys a an espionage comic. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. Enjoys, he enjoys. He uh, enjoys. Uh, shadowy organization comic that kind of thing and this this is no different they're an elite group of mercenaries and we meet each one so there's there's four primary characters at the beginning of this Michael we have Andy yeah. who's Andromica we have Booker we have Nico and we have Joe or I can't remember his Yusuf sorry Yusuf is I mean, his he, they, he goes name. by Joe Nico he goes by Joe in the in the movie. Booker fought with Napoleon. Andy has been around for same millennium at this point. Yeah. Uh, Nico and Joe were crusade buddies that ended up riding in the back. Crusade enemies, Ben. So that, that was good for them. And uh, somebody's basically trying to track them down, Michael, because someone's put it all together and said, ooh, ooh, hang on. Hang on, I've seen that face yeah, before. Yeah, it was Tweetle FG. Hang on, there's a photograph from... Yeah, in the movie, it's... I can't say the name, so I'm going to try. Um, <laughs> you, you nailed it. Anyway, he puts it all together. He wants them to share their gifts with the world, so he makes a bloody Faustian pact with Big Pharma. A new Big Pharma with the baddies. Yeah, someone who is, uh, I can only imagine, trying to do their best impression of Martin Sheckry, who was the strange pharma CEO a couple of years oh, that ago. Guy. That the AIDS drove guy. Up the price yeah. of insulin. Remember that? Yeah, Remember he that didn't seem the best. Yeah, he didn't seem the best. Anyway. So he's doing an impression of him and basically the gang get captured. But Michael, there's a bloody spanner in the works. There's a new immortal uh, brought to life in the in the first act. Ben, may I ask why you're her. just recounting the, the plot of the film? Because I didn't give any spoilers. You asked me to give a breakdown of how it works. Yeah, but what there I'm saying is, is it, um, is it like the comic? Oh, sorry. <clears throat> it's cleaned up a lot from the comic. So in the comic, I think... Greg Rooker leans very heavily on the hedonism element of things. For example, Andy rides somebody new every day. She sleeps with strange men every day and just to feel something and she drinks herself silly and da-da-da-da. And he's he's the man who wrote the screenplay for the film. So obviously he's thought better of that in time and went, oh, well. I'll tone that down a bit. Just because somebody's riding all the time doesn't really make it character, does it? No, Um, it doesn't. So he's learned his lesson there. I think a lot of the ideas in the comic book are glossed over very quickly and I think the film gives it a lot more time to flesh out how long a really long lifespan would be. I think we get a much better sense of the relationship between Nico and Joe to the comic. The action flows a little bit better, obviously, because it's a 
it's moving, moving film. Yeah, it's There's not a lot film. to be said there. But the characterization of Niles is a lot more interesting, I think. The characterization... I think character. Uh, Niall, sorry. The char- I was thinking of Fraser. Yeah, you were. I was thinking of the episode of Fraser. It would Frasier. be good if he was in it. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, 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 shot the man. I was thinking of the episode of Fraser where Fraser realizes he's an immortal uh, Egyptian pharaoh. I no, that's sorry. not. That's uh, that was cut. That was in the director's cut. That was in the director's cut. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I think. Yes. The story grew up a bit. I, th- I think in the original, there's a lot of cursing, you know, edginess, badassness that doesn't necessarily need to be there. Mm. Would it, if th- it was there, though, Ben, would it be less generic? Oh, the comic is incredibly generic. Is it? Sorry, the comic is more generic than the film. Okay. And maybe that's why... Maybe that's why I enjoyed the film more, simply because it's a kind of an upgrade on the material. I don't know... As I said, I just finished watching it before the podcast, so I probably need a little bit more time to adjust. Digestify. Digestify. Digest. And I will more than likely come around to your way of thinking on it in time. Because mm, it's so generic, you see. Because it's very generic, you see. Yeah. However, that being said, it was interesting to see how much of the strength... Like, Niall and Andy have very contrived dialogue in the comic where they bond over the fact that they're two strong, tough women and they call each other bitch and oh, whore yeah. and because they're bros now. No, they're bros. I mean? they're hose, you're reading hose that who in the are comic. Bros. Yeah, you're, you're reading that in the comic and you're going, oh, Benjamin, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yes. I, I like the idea. It was, it was very obvious when they introduced Niall. It's like, oh, we've got a new immortal so we can explain things to her. Exposition vehicle. <laughs> she was Ellen DePage's character from um, from Inception. Yes, exactly. She actually we says need... a couple of times, no, wait, what's going on? No, wait, who is this guy? Wait a second. How old is he? It's, uh, yeah, very, very trope. Very trope. Very then. useful. Much trope. Very useful for us, Much Michael. Trope. Very yeah. useful for us. Yeah, 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 yeah. Other than the two gay guys, Ben. I found the characters so generic that they might have just been written down as helper lady and leader lady and uh, cipher yeah. from the Matrix. And yeah, absolutely. No spoilers there, a little spoiler there. Um, Benjamin. Yes. There's one moment in it where Chuitl Ejiofer is explaining his motivations. Yes. And he does a bit of acting. Yeah, I was just about to, there's one scene where Chituel Chuitl Chuitl sorry Chuitl um, can you say his name for me Chuitl Jeffer thank you he just decides you know what screw this I'm an Oscar winning actor I'm, I'm doing a bit of acting fucking acting and it's quite good yeah yeah his bit of acting is very good it's and very it good justifies yeah. a lot of his actions yeah, you yeah. forgive him almost instantly and you're like alright fair enough fair enough then fair good enough, bit of yeah. acting there fair enough but it comes so out of the blue yeah <laughs> it's yeah. just like oh Oh, someone's oh doing a bit of acting. Oh Cause my! Because everyone just else imagine is just the director generic. being like, <laughs> Chuitle, what did I tell you? What did I tell what you? I, I tell told you we're I'm keeping just... the acting to a minimum in this film, Chuitle. Just, just a little bit, please. I'm a, I'm an Oscar-winning actor. Please, just five minutes. Five minutes. <laughs> it's about thirty seconds. Give it to him. Anyway, one of the things, Michael, that you yes. actually pointed out that is in the comic is all the backstory and the flashbacks, and we don't get any of that in the film. No, no, we just right. hear about it. It does detract from it massively. I yeah. would have enjoyed a big budget crusade battle for about 10 minutes. I would have enjoyed the love story of Nico and Joe. 
on um, on that. I think if you removed all the other characters, Michael, and just had Nico and Joe, I like and Nico immortal, and Joe and their immortal gay love affair. Yeah, that would have be been way more into that. That would have been great. They're so Only funny. Only left alive, but for the lads, they're so funny, Ben. They're great. So, yeah, they're great. Um, and the worst thing about it is we've seen that done pretty well in a terrible film, X Men Origins Wolverine. Oh yeah. No, maybe yeah. they maybe they didn't do it for that very reason. But Creed and uh, was Sabretooth and Wolverine. They were brothers. They weren't. Oh, okay, oh, no, no. I was, I was there. I was. Uh, yeah. I, I thought I missed a huge chunk of. No, no, there's of... not a subtext. <laughs> I, was just, I, I wasn't talking about the gay angle then. I was just talking I about I the, a huge the battles chunk. through history angle. I thought I missed a huge chunk of X Men Wolverine. Origins. No, no, no. <laughs> I don't think so. Anyway, I haven't seen it in a while. Maybe there's a subtext we missed. Maybe we should go back and watch it. Fair enough. I'll tell you. Well, I might go back and watch it. I won't be going back to watch the old guard. But I'd, I'd bloody well, I'd bloody well watch Nico and Joe, Michael. It's done quite well it's in terms of reviews. It, uh, has it? It looks pretty. I'm having a look here on the internet. It looks pretty mixed. Oh, are you? Yeah. Okay. It looks. pretty My initial mixed. scan was pretty high, but I'll, I'll double check there. Yeah, no, it looks pretty mixed. I looked at the Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, Charlize Theron has said that she's looking forward to doing a sequel, and I was like, that's ambitious. That's ambitious. Uh, they they clearly think there's an end credit scene that I shan't spoil, but they clearly think they're getting a sequel as well. Yeah, 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 for sure. Or they forgot mm. that it wasn't a TV show. Or they forgot that it wasn't a TV show, and then they were like, oh. Um, I did think that the three most interesting characters were probably Nico and Joe and Copley, who is played by Tutuel. Tutuel Jaffer. Thank you. But yeah, I I enjoyed it. But now that you've now that you've sobered now that I've me up, Michael, it. now that you've sobered me up, I'm gonna have to I have to yeah, give myself to, time to digest that. You're gonna have you, to have a look at it, Ben, because I didn't like it. You got me. So got long, me, Michael. So long. Ben, so generic. V long. V long. Also, I think Duncan McLeod would have sorted them all out. Yeah, a quick a quick swish of the old samurai sword. Yeah, that would have been the end of them. Actually, it's funny enough. I wonder was Greg Rucker heavily inspired by. Um, the mythology of Highlander it's it's essentially a Highlander story yeah fair I mean you could just do huh. Highlander huh yeah 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 yeah. I would have enjoyed like a post credit scene with <laughs> that would have been good <laughs> was that your Christopher Lambert yeah <laughs> I would have watched that I would have anyway, watched that Michael Benjamin what else do we do this week <laughs> let's move on and do the thing we're supposed to be talking about this week we're 34 minutes yeah. in yeah, we, we there was a lot of news to get through this week, Michael. My apologies. Yeah, 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 Michael. Yes. You and I don't have a lot of time lately. We're very right. busy men. Yeah. As such, we need bloody short entertainment. Oh, very good. And I need inspiration for my upcoming film, COVID, A Virus Too Far? Question mark. Yeah. No, I think you're not going to beat a viral love story, Ben. I just say go with that. Okay. Covered in yeah, humans. Yeah, yeah. A match made in heaven? Question no. mark. No, it's... Oh, Christ. Benjamin, anyway, so I watched the Gambit film fan, fan film that's recently been made. Yeah, we took a look at some bloody fan films, Michael. I'm a fan of COVID. We took a look at other people that made films that they were fans of, yes. of things and stuff yeah, and yeah, whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and we yeah, took a look at different things and you took a look at Gambit. Go. Gambit, Ben. Gambit is a pretty big budget by the looks of things. 20... Close to 20 minutes... Um, Gambit story It's called Gambit Play for Keeps 
Okay, fair. Right, fair. It's a poker a, term. It's, it, it is unofficial. Yeah, a poker term. Exactly. Right. Um, and uh, it stars a, a gentleman who I'm not terribly familiar with. His name is Nick Bateman. Uh, oh, I know that name. Uh, Go on, I need to check his a, face. You check. You find him there, and find out who he is. And uh, Benjamin, in in the bloody thing, he's a Canadian actor and model. Um, okay. Of course he is. And it's pretty high budget, Ben. You can tell it's pretty high budget because about a third of the way in, and spoilers for a thing that's only about 20 minutes anyway, but about a third of the way in, Eric Roberts inexplicably shows up. Why? I don't know. Well, I guess they've paid him and he's relatively cheap. But, uh, so... He must be. It's... Very quick summary, Ben. It's uh, Gambit has done a crime. He's done a robbery because he's a thief man. And he's escaping from the crime, Ben. And he is interrupted by Ileana Rasputin, otherwise known as Magic. What? Yeah, she teleports into the road in front of him and she brings him to an illegal poker game where there's a motley crew. Yeah, she brings him to an illegal poker game, Ben, where there's a motley crew of characters who are... Who are it, it, the, the film takes too long to introduce them because <laughs> they're pretty disposable and they, they get like a, a probably a 45 second to a minute introduction each these disposable characters that no one cares about and you're going more Gambit can we have some more bloody Gambit I, I believe, don't care the, about I believe the film is called Gambit not yeah. Motley Crew of unbeknownst not, characters to not me Motley Crew of evil poker players so anyway Gambit plays in this evil poker game Organised by evil Eric Roberts. And funnily enough, probably because of short running time, Ben, there's no poker-based tension. It's not about poker. We don't see any poker being played, really, other right. than people winning. So anyway, Ben, uh, Eric Roberts has brought him there and he's going to force him to play poker. And the way he's going to force him to play is because he's captured rogue... Oh, no. Yeah, he's captured Rogue and he's got oh. her in some sort of torture device. That's terrible. Yeah. That's terrible. So anyway, Ben, Gambit uh, beats everyone up and things explode and there's a fight scene and they rescue Rogue and everyone gets killed. And it's all right. Right, Michael, I'm going to give you a three-tier system here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm going to give you a three-tier system here because I think yeah, yeah. all fan films can be kind of metriced based on this. Yeah. So, number one. Yeah. Good interpretation of the source. Um, I mean, it's very recognisably Gambit, and it's very recognisably Rogue. The okay. the weird other characters they introduce, like Eric Roberts as the poker playing villain, and the African warlord, and the evil senator, and the the hillbilly assassin. Ugh, I don't know what they're doing there. Fair enough. I would have preferred more time with Gambit if we could okay. have it. Um, they Ben, I'm no expert on the Cajun accent or the the Deep South accent that Rogue has either. But for me, both will forever be ingrained in my head from the X-Men animated cartoon from the 90s. Fair. And this sounds very much like a Canadian doing that accent and being a bit inconsistent. Oh, no. So that brings me to metric number two, which is yeah. acting. How oh, it? not great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, it's the big one. Eric Roberts, the is it. he's good as the villain, but I mean, such a generic villain. Um, yeah, I mean, the the, the Gambit, I, I don't know if this is a casting issue or a acting issue, but 
to my mind, Ben, Gambit, and it's 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 unfair being mean to a fan film, but this is a fan film with a big budget, so these people are not going to be upset if we're criticizing it. Fair. Um, Gambit is dangerously thin and muscular. Not okay. not a big thick unit. He's not Captain America. Yeah, he's a he's a wiry, scrawny, sexy underwear model type. He's like physically, he should be a Matthew McConaughey in one of his skinny films. Oh yeah, I'd like that. You know what I mean? Wiry, thin, bulging muscles, but you know, dangerously thin. And Shredded. this guy, he's a UFC fighter. No pre pre match weigh in weigh in US yeah 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 in the the middleweight division big bulging cheekbones sticking out of his gaunt face yeah get a Conor McGregor in there pre well don't actually get Conor no no I don't think you could do the voice yeah (laughs) although I would watch Gambit as Conor McGregor I would watch Conor doing doing a doing a a deep South American voice anyway uh, this guy looks like he is well fed I'm not saying he's overweight he's probably not. But he's quite bulky. He doesn't have the lithe, dangerous look that I associate with Gambit. He's not starving, is what you're saying. I don't think Gambit should be starving either. We'll find a, I'll find a picture of someone who I think would be a good match physically. But I think this Matthew guy McConaughey is, might, you might have aced it with Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, he's probably he's, Matthew McConaughey might have done a good Gambit ten years ago, actually. Yeah, probably a bit old now. Um, but this guy's just a bit thick. And he's wearing a bit thick body armor. He's like a big thick gambit, and that's not the gambit in my head. It might not, not be the gambit, gambit in everyone's head, but anyway. Okay. Um, th- there are some good things though. When you're not watching a completely tensionless poker game or wondering who all these weird characters they've introduced are, um, the action, the implementation of Gambit's powers is really good. Oh, that's good. Yeah, powers he, are important. He's not just charging up a playing card purple and then it explodes. He, for example, at one stage charges up his bow staff and smacks it down on the poker table, and everyone flies off in all directions because he did that. Well, that's good. It's Which a nice, is kind of cool. Classic clear the room move. Exactly, and then when all the debris is up in the air. He charges his staff and starts smacking like the flying poker chips at people. Ah, that's a, that is a nice implementation of power. Yeah, and that's cool. Okay. The guy playing Gambit doesn't look like he could do a flip, though. Oh, okay. Does he do a flip? No, I don't think he does a flip. Uh, no yeah, bloody yeah, flips. Yeah, 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 if yeah, I yeah. if I don't see if I don't see him do a one handed cartwheel with his staff on the ground where he does a spin and a pirouette. Yeah, no, yeah, not exactly. Not exactly. I need I need a one handed carty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's fine. It's good. I mean, it's high budget. It's uh, it's a good proof of concept of Gambit's powers and abilities, but the it doesn't per se have a plot, and it relies too much on having a plot and bringing in these other characters and stuff. Just do Gambit. Yeah, I mean, I think that's one of the big criteria of any good fan film. Hmm. We don't need a big epic story. What we need is a vignette of the world that we already like yeah yeah or you know the vignette that establishes the world without too much flim flammery indeed indeed michael i in preparation for this particular shindig yeah i upturned the rock that is the star wars fan film universe oh no and ooey ooey mixed bag does not even begin to cover it 
Well, there are there's, probably there's literally thousands of Star Wars fan films. It's quite interesting, Michael. And the cream does tend to rise to the top here. You don't want to go down past the first six search results. Right. Go on. <laughs> you don't want to delve any deeper than that. But I think the best of them, Michael, from what I can remember, mm. there's a couple that I, I think are pretty good. One of them is Hoshino, which is starring internet uh, famous uh, actress, comedian, Anna Akana. You might you might know her. From Never heard of her. A few things. Asian American or Asian Canadian. Canada's uh, in America, yeah. Uh, ah, okay, fair enough. Um, and she plays uh, a rash and impatient Jedi apprentice. My ah. And there's there's a lot of hubris. I, I won't spoil them because I don't I don't feel there's any point to spoiling any of these because they're quick enough to watch. So you can watch them afterwards. Basically, she's young and brash. Her master's trying to impress upon her the need for patience, diligence, and discipline in the Jedi way. Patience, and Michael, young Padawan. wouldn't you bloody know it? She doesn't bloody listen. No, they she never do. Doesn't bloody listen. Doesn't bloody listen. Um, the thing I like about Hoshino, Michael, as a as a fan film is it really drives home a point that I think is missed in a lot of the Star Wars movies and that's just how dangerous lightsabers are yeah. for for the user as well as the the poor individual on the receiving end. Oh, they'll so, chop your ear off. Yeah, the crux of this film is is basically Anna Akana wants to train with the lightsaber right away and uh the wonderful Jedi master is like, "Whoa there. Have you ever Whoa seen there, one of these? Padawan. <laughs> this thing's as light as air and just flicks around and can can nip a tip it's just it's good don't don't go back in the mix you don't uh, you don't want that going around and um, that's kind of the crux of this one so it's pretty good Um, moving on from there the the best of them seem to channel that that good and pure grim and gritty Sergio Leone inspired aesthetic of the original trilogy Mm, they're really yeah, or the Mandalorian. I think the Mandalorian is is pretty much. I think a lot of the guys that worked on these might have been consulted for the Mandalorian. Um, another very very good one that we saw was oh, where's it gone? Don't know. Oh, it's disappeared. Don't know. It's called. Yes, I should have written this down. It would have been much easier. Oh yeah, much easier. It's called uh, Bucketheads. Bucketheads and it came out in 2018 and it's just a little uh, it's just a little uh, stormtrooper day in the life of and it's a pretty interesting little thing you're kind of just looking at what a stormtrooper is expected to do when they're not chasing bloody rogue Jedis around the place mm. and it's quite interesting you get to see them kind of take on a world it, it, remember that little hint remember that little glimmer at the beginning of The Force Awakens where you thought it might be a good movie, where you see Finn kind of struggle with his moral ambiguity and, oh, am I supposed to be killing people if we're a civilizing force for the universe? Is a colonial mindset really the best thing for a stormtrooper of color to be practicing? You know, is, is this really a good idea? <laughs> and remember you thought maybe for a second, maybe for a second, oh, this could be interesting. This could be new territory. It's that, but in a short fan film. It's pretty I thought interesting. The Force Awakens was good, Ben. I thought the the two follow ups were weaker, but it was. I thought the Force Awakens was pretty good. It's one of the better ones. One of the better ones. Pretty interesting. Uh, but anyway, I thought that little glimmer there at the beginning was pretty interesting. So, Bucketheads is one that you can have a look at if you've ever wanted to see more of Darth Maul and his apprenticeship. I'm not sure anybody did, but I watched that one, and that was um, Darth Maul apprentice. <laughs> Does he nip not- the tip? He doesn't nip the tip, Michael. He's, he's, this is towards the end of his training, and it's set from the perspective of a group of Jedi who are sent to investigate a planet where strange things have been happening. There's Too many rumors Darth of Maul's. a Sith. 
And uh, Darth Maul takes down about six or seven Sith. <laughs> Jedi or Sith? Or sorry, Jedi. Jedi. Yeah. And it's uh, it's pretty weird. It's a pretty weird film. It is definitely made by the people who always love the lightsaber fights more than acting or anything yes, else. Yes, good. Like that. That's what <laughs> I want in a fan film. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of... If you're into lightsaber fights, ooh-wee, this is the boy for you. This is the Benjamin. boy for you. So that was my kind of experience of that. Go on. What do you do when the fan who wants to make a fan film actually had the chance to play the character in a in an official big screen released film but wasn't too happy with it? What do you do then? I'd probably go wash my clothes. Oh, very good. Because Benjamin, Thomas Jane, if you remember, who has a man's name and a woman's name. So that's confusing. <laughs> he uh, He was the Punisher in the film The Punisher. You nailed that one, well done. And people enjoyed it. People said, that's an all right film, The Punisher. It's not great, but it's all right. We might do a sequel. And they showed Thomas Jane the sequel, and he said, ah, nah, mate, that's shit sequel. I'm not doing that. Is Thomas yeah. Jane the... Is Thomas Jane Australian? Oh, yeah, he's fucking Australian, mate. Oh, fantastic. And uh, he said, I'm not doing that, mate. That's shit, mate. And then that was the end of making Punisher films. But Thomas Jane, Ben, still wanted to be The Punisher. Okay. So he so got together. With, he got together with his mates, Ben. For example, that guy whose name I've forgotten. What's the name of the guy who did it? Did the directing? Is it? I Adi, have no idea. Adi Shankur is that his name? Yeah, it sounds about right. I've I've heard that before. Um, in that particular sequence. Yeah. Go on. And he he teamed up with a, a producer director called Adi Shankur, um, and uh, his acting friend Ron Perlman. Yes. And he made an unofficial fan film of the Punisher Ben called Dirty Laundry. Yes, it was bloody good, Michael. And to the antithesis of Gambit Play for Keeps, which reveled in its world building, this is just a little vignette of the Punisher punishing. Best kind. Best kind, Michael. Very, very good. A bit grim. Yeah, it's a bit rough. Yeah, a bit more rape than you'd really like in a I know in, in an afternoon. Amount, there was an unnecessary amount of rape, but there is a necessary amount of buying a bottle of Jack Daniels and kicking the shit out of people with it. Yeah, sorry, Michael. I'd just like to go back on my previous statement there because an unnecessary amount of rape implies that there might be a necessary amount of rape. Yeah, which yeah, is not you wanna, true. And I'd like to take watch that, that Ben right away. That, that kind of like phraseology. Take that back right away. Sorry, that was a huge cock up on my part. That's what I get for reading my phone for a bit of quick research while you're spinning your wheels. Apologies uh, to everybody listening. Yeah, you don't want to do that. So, Benjamin, <laughs> uh, Adi Shankar, Adi Shankar created this concept of the bootleg universe where he did fan films, and uh, that was probably the most successful one. The other one was the. Power slash Rangers, which I'm sure you've seen. Yeah, yeah. with bloody what? Dawson's Creek's own. Dawson's Creek's Dawson in it. Yeah, it was great. As well as um, as Star- Battlestar Galactica's... What's her name in that? Boomer? Is she Boomer? No, she's not Boomer. She's Starbuck. Starbuck. Yeah. Um, he, Adi Shankar, of course, is mainstream Hollywood now, Ben. He's doing he's uh, big, the Castlevania he's series. He's, he's a big guy. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. He's made it big time. Made but, it big um, time. Dirty Laundry is, I would say, Ben, the best fan film ever made. Ever made? Ever made. Best fan film ever made. Well, I can't compete with that. He kills men with a bottle. It's great. Mm. What mm. other ones have you seen? 
I think one of the other interesting things, uh, Michael, that I enjoy about fan films is they kind of get to take the concept that we've seen fleshed out in a film and, and extrapolate that idea and push it a little bit further and maybe set it in a different time, Michael. And that's not everybody's cup of tea, but it's very interesting when you kind of deep dive into the lore of something, say, The Predator. Oh, I see where you're you realize And you realise that there's a bloody... There's a bloody ritual where they come to earth and they hunt some people and you think to yourself michael well this is a bloody ancient warrior race surely they've been doing this for a bloody while yeah the pricks the pricks and michael that's exactly what the uh short fan film the creature from the uh, the uh, the creature from big mountain explores Mm. and the creature from big mountain is shot in the style of a hollywood b movie down to the nth degree, Michael. It has gritty grain running throughout. It has the old Universal Studios logo come up at the beginning. Oh, it's yeah, very good, do that? Michael. It's very, very good. Very, very... Probably not. I, I highly doubt it, but nobody said anything. It's shot completely in black and white, Michael, and it's about a group of soldiers um, looking to be around the World War II era Yeah. who have reports from a small French town right. uh, of a, a big old creature up the mountains. And uh, a gang of lads go up to have a look, Michael, and they find themselves with a bit more to chew than they expected. Ooh-wee, there's a big old creature up there doing invisible things. Um, And it does one of my favorite things, Michael, where they know they don't have a huge budget, so they just hide the creature and do it cleverly instead of trying to go uh, big guns a-blazing and show you a big feck-off predator, which wouldn't look as good. Well, I have to say, Ben, I disagree with you there. Fair enough. Because... Um, some of our our good nerd friends are members of uh, I don't know what they're actually called Predator Ireland, which actually sounds a bit dodgy, but um, <laughs> <laughs> it's Predator because Predator is a man in a in a in a rubbery suit. Yes, what set Predator and we're talking about the movie Predator here apart from other rubbery suit men is not the fact that it's a rubbery suit; it's that it's so well designed. And it looks so cool. You're willing to forgive that it's a rubbery suit. But it doesn't take a fortune to get a Predator suit. No, it doesn't. That's it's true. It's one of the easier monsters to put on on film. Well, friend, it, is there, it is there in film right at the end. Yeah. But I think less is more here and it works very well for that reason. You know our friend Brian, Ben, from, from Arachnid FX... Yes, he's very good he, at what he does. He's very good at what he does. He has an, He's an enormous unit of a man. Yes, he's big. And he has a Predator suit, which is very convincing. If we were to make a Predator fan film, that would be one of the... Obviously, obviously um, there are some advantages there of knowing special effects people. But it's, it's one of the easier things to stick on a film, I think, as a big giant Predator. Fair enough. Fair hmm. enough, Michael. Let's agree just, to disagree there. It's just a big unit of a man. It's a big hulking man with a mandible. Yeah, in a suit. In a suit. Benjamin. Yes. Are you done talking about that or do you got more to say? No, no. No, no, we're good. We're good? Because I want to tell you about the... uh, I think we have time for one more and I want to tell you about one that I don't know if you've seen or not, Benjamin. Have you ever seen Batman Dead End? Is that the Predator one? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, I have. have. Batman Dead End, Ben. It's from 2003. 17 years ago. Way back in the day, baby. Believe it or not, by uh, an American called Sandy Corolla. That is the most American name I could think of. Yeah, it sounds like a, it sounds like a problem. Oh my god, I've got a Sandy Corolla. How am I going to get it cleaned off? Or but, a really, really early nineties flip phone. 
<laughs> anyway, Benjamin, it is Batman versus the Joker. And then an alien comes, Ben, and kills the Joker. And then a predator comes and kills the alien. And instead of saying thanks, Batman attacks the predator. And then he gets in a fight with the predator. And Batman beats the predator. But then more aliens show up. And then more predators show up. And you're like, oh, how's Batman going to get out of this? And you never find out. But mad. all that aside, first of all, great predators. Because as yes, I said, true. it's pretty, it's not that hard to get a predator up on screen. Second of all, spectacularly good looking Batman. Yeah, Alex Ross Batman. He is incredible looking. Great cowl. Just a grey t-shirt with a Batman symbol on it. But they've got yep. a big unit of a fella to wear it. So he doesn't it need works. your Ben Affleck muscle suit. I love the fact that he's wearing white contact lenses. So yeah, that his eyes first, are one white. One of the first times I ever saw um, white, white-eyed Batman on screen. Yeah, incredible looking the scene Ben where he jumps down off the roof into a puddle and he's down on his knees and then he slowly stands up and the cape kind of comes up with him yeah it's nice straight out of the animated series incredible looking it's it's amazing looking Um, and then like pretty damn good cinematography on the fight not flawless because there are some issues with some scenes are lighter than others and but it was 2003, 2003, Michael. Have a heart. It's incredible. <laughs> it's one of the best fan films of all time. Have a heart. And unlike the Gambit film, it doesn't introduce disposable characters and then kill them off in a few minutes. No, it doesn't. It just gets right down to the nitty gritty. Yeah, and you're like, what's Predators doing here with Batman? Well, I'd say it was largely inspired by the 1990s run where Batman and Superman regularly faced off against aliens and Predators. That yeah, yeah, a, yeah, because very... they had the rights common trope in the 90s run there was a lot of that going around Dark Horse com- combining forces with uh, DC quite a bit and their most successful run of that and what spawned that kind of run was an initial Batman versus Predator comic funnily enough Ben I don't know if you saw the news this week but uh, those ba- Predator and Alien rights have gone to Marvel comics now what so we might see Spider-Person versus uh, Predator I wouldn't watch that fun Hmm. I've I've had enough of those weird crossovers. I don't I don't dig them. They make the world a very complicated place if there's aliens and predators running around everywhere. Maybe aliens and predators will end up in the MCU eventually, Ben. Oh man, what 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 nightmares may come? Hey, what a world! Go, what a world we'd live in! What a world we'd live in, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Do you agree with our list? We didn't make a list, really, Ben. Did we miss anything? Yes. Well, I mean, there are what literally are... thousands of fan films, Ben, and we've talked about four. What ones do you think we missed? <laughs> Let us Literally know. thousands. Down below. Literally thousands the of them, Ben. I'm not going to correct Michael this week, ladies and gentlemen, because this conversation is for you and I. Michael uh, keeps trying to get between us. Yeah, I yeah. know we have a special bond. Yeah, That's yeah. why I do the wrap-up. So I'm just going to plow through here and we're going to ignore <laughs> Michael. And it's going to... Oh, it's going to grind his gears. Oh, he's I not going to like it. I don't like being ignored. Luckily, so I am. Ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen, he is the Glenn Close to my Michael Douglas. He won't be ignored, ladies and gentlemen. He won't be ignored. What did we miss? Let us know in many different places. If you're listening to us on YouTube, you can drop us a comment right down below there. Just down there. If you're you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, you can leave us a comment there as well. But you know what a better comment would be? Give us an L review, ladies and gentlemen. Do a nice review. Give us an L review. Let us know how we're doing. If you'd like to get in touch with us and suggest any topics that you'd like to hear covered on this podcast, there are a number of ways you can do that. Yeah. You can do it a nice, quick way by going to Instagram, at Seomra Bjorg, S-E-O-M-R-A-B-E-A-G. He's tiny room in Irish. 
It does indeed. Or, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. you can go to the good old-fashioned World Wide Web and take a look at the website that is www.shomreviog.com. It still does, and always will, kind of mean tiny room in Irish. Oh, nailed it. Ladies and gentlemen, that's it for us this week. I'm off to go turn another fan film rock upside down and have a look and see what scuttles on out. Bye-bye. Uh, bye, everybody. Don't forget 